It's time for the public record. This is Joe Public. Hey, I'm starting off talking tonight because, one, I wanted to say uh, if you tuned in last week and you heard a repeat, um, well, it was a good show, but uh, it was a repeat from the previous week because life got in the way. It happens. It it just happens. Uh, This week, I'm... Oh, dear. Something strange. Oh, that's not right. It's <laughs> uh, so entertaining when my computer does weird things. Um, forgive me. Um, so anyway, uh, the last you know last week life got in the way. This week life shall not get in the way. Although there's plenty of um, there's plenty of uh, cause for you know that to. Whatever, you know. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, so the thing is, on the internet this week, um, <laughs> all th- crazy things that come up on the internet. There was apparently some guy who was who whose britches were in a twist over the fact that he discovered that a band that was clearly political and always had been political um, had political songs, and he objected to that. And so that made me think about what other songs do you listen to, dude? That may be you aren't aware, have political origins. Get up, stand up, stand up for your right. Get up, stand up, stand up for your right. Get up, stand up. Almighty God is a living man You can't fool some people 
that's Mr. Jimmy Cliff with Terror. And before that, uh, the specials did your racist friend. I was commenting in the chat about uh, how I blew up the mind of a guy in college um, who was a kind of a, you know, I don't know, uh, white supremacist. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I don't think he was that... Um, conscious of his beliefs at that point to be able to articulate what they were but he was sort of a bigot and uh he was a big ska fan and i played that song for him and it it, it broke his brain uh he turned his face turned purple right that's anyway yeah um so uh yeah before that uh bob marley and the whalers with get up stand up um and a common band that uh, I think is in a lot of music libraries of people who are socially unaware, um, who don't realize that uh, their artist of choice was epically socially aware. Anyway, that's where I'm at today. It's Joe Public on the Public Record. I'm just, I'm doing stuff right now. I'm, I'm just, I, I was riffing through, I was like rifling through the record stacks, the virtual record stacks here, and I here at uh, uh, Public Record HQ, and I just was like, you know, I wonder how many things I can find, and and I found a lot, and there's, and it's fun, and and some of these songs, people, I'm sure, are like they're on heavy rotation, and they're, um, I'm not gonna stereotype them. But uh, a truck with a gun rack on it. Um. Anyway, so uh, here we go. This one, definitely heavy rotation amongst the people who have no idea that this is a political band. <laughs> Wow. 
forces are the same that burn crosses. Some of those that work forces are the same that burn crosses. Some of those that work forces are the same that burn crosses. Some of those that work forces draw the same that burn crosses. Tell me! 
drummer Music hit your heart Cause I, I know you got a soul
don't matter squat <laughs> oh that's one of my favorite records that nobody owns well okay like the eight people that hung out at my college radio station back in the late Pleistocene era that's consolidated with crusading rap guys um i mentioned in the chat online uh, uh just thought it was the the name of the album is called friendly fascism and i i thought the most amazing they did the most amazing thing right so this is this is a um this is a a, a band composed of homosexual men going who do politically overtly politically oriented dance music um hip hop influenced techno influenced dance music um and 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 at the point at which they recorded this record they um they were known at least pretty well as as being a very politically oriented and a very left wing politically oriented band and they went on tour and they had this idea because they had gotten feedback after gigs from people in the audience that you know were offended by something that they said or that they did on stage and so they said well let's let's put a microphone punk in the middle of the um in the middle of the uh, the room and with a you know little like thing where you can line up and you can communicate you can talk back consolidated yes conan consolidated you can you can talk back to the band and uh you can you could go like tell them what you thought about what they you know like they'd play three songs and then they'd take a little break like you know musicians do to tune and everything and get real-time feedback and at some point when they started doing this the feedback they were getting they realized oh my goodness this has to be documented so they also started requiring the audience members to sign waivers when they came in if they were going to comment on the mic to agree that um they they could be recorded and their they their recordings of what they said could be used for a future record so this album uh that they made after that tour is called friendly fascism and uh all along the road of the record as you're listening to it there are clips of these absolute brain damaged college kids I mean, they were they were clearly a college radio band, and so they were playing college towns all across America, um, you know, and and the audiences were not having it, just not having anything about anything they were doing. Um, well, at least enough of them wanted to talk, and that song is a perfect encapsulation of some of the stuff they heard. You know, I just want to party. I don't want to hear this serious shit. Quit it. Um, and you know i just i think you guys should defend yourselves <laughs> whatever it, it's hysterical i mean I, I go back and i listen to that record from time to time and it just it reminds me how oblivious people can be to the stuff they consume they just don't understand it on any level and and yet they continue to consume it so that i thought was a great way to wrap up that whole block of overtly political music that maybe people didn't realize was overtly political. Um, before that, uh, Fight the Power by Public Enemy. Uh, Rage Against the Machine, Killing in the Name of, 
the song and the band that actually started this whole idea because there was some guy who went off on Twitter about the fact that, you know, wow, you know, you guys, you got to leave politics out of your out of it, man, because, you know, I like your band, but you're going to get political. You're going to lose fans. And and, and then like Tom Morello and, and, and all kinds of people are just going, seriously, seriously, you you've heard the band and you're a fan of them and you think that any member of that band making political statements is, is out of turn. Anyway, just mind, mind shattering, like cognitive dissonance going on right there. And then the YouTube bullet, the blue sky. I hate that album. Joshua tree is my, one of my, it's not only my least favorite YouTube album. It is one of my least favorite records ever. Um, for a ton of reasons. And I actually, but I actually love that song. Um, but that's another song that I remember uh, in my ute. Um, people just got bent about, how can you be political? It's like, I think they always have been kind of political and also overtly religious. So, you know, maybe watch that too. Um, and The Clash, Rock the Casbah. I'm pretty sure that there's somebody tooling down the highway just like rocking out to that song and has no idea that it's a song about um, the dominance of petrochemicals in <laughs> world society and the economy that sort of thing yep 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 anyway i'm gonna move on a bit from this i've got some other stuff i want to do tonight um and that was enough of that kind of thing good music though and I, i'm i'm probably gonna dig up more political music i think it's fun it's kind of fun to, to to find this stuff anyway this is joe public you're listening to the public record i appreciate you being tuned in um you know, if you want to join us on the chat, the chat, it's www.radionope.com, which is probably where you are, where you're listening, unless you've got some sort of magic thing that makes it so you can listen in other ways, maybe, I don't know. Um, but you can join us and you can like, just, you know, you can argue with me or, or agree with me or post random stuff, you know, like I painted myself blue and now I'm a warrior of the Scotsman. Anyway. I thought this would be an appropriate thing to, to like break out of it uh, to get us going on a different track tonight. So here we go. Talking, understanding, eyes of the young, moving with the bandit on top of the green lawn. Malibu, like a loud, taking all the time. Forced out in time, these expressions. Provide the benches, lost in the way Absolute the cause, which instinct betrays Granite universal, out to till done Proper neck itself, solutions surround In brightness, be it real, blinding and free Pastel gems hit burlesque in flaw. Fuck of the instant, challenging the time. Do the observer, plagiarizing hands.
just the music but like okay if you're if you're my age which you're probably either 
you either are or you aren't. If you're if you're my age or close, you know you you have fond memories of watching that TV show as a kid, and you know it was just it just especially if you were somebody who then like grew up or grew up ish to be a band guy, you know the the idea that a lot of us had the sort of fantastical idea that we had of what it was going to be like to be in a band was um, we're all going to live in a really cool house by the beach and wear matching clothes <laughs> and, and have wacky adventures uh, that don't at all resemble um, Scooby-Doo episodes or, <laughs> but that's not why I was playing the monkeys. Um, there's this great series um, that oh, it's it's a short, it's like a two episode thing, not really a series. It's a it's a documentary. It's a two part documentary that's on uh, Epics, which is E P I X. It's a cable channel. I think there's other ways to get to it, like through Roku and stuff like that. Anyway, they have this two part documentary called Laurel Canyon which is about the Laurel Canyon area of Los Angeles which is where uh, a lot of the what's commonly referred to as the California sound where it it actually developed and came from and it runs chronolo- the this documentary in two parts runs chronologically through the whole history of um of that scene and it's it's amazing um, I mean, some of the, some of the stuff I, I heard. So like, so I'll just go back. I played monkeys, words, doors, peace, frog, uh, love with my little red book. And I started with the Minutemen. the roar of the masses could be a fart. And that I had to play that song just cause I, the title kind of spoke to me with the whole, like the masses are making noise kind of thing going on right now. Um, Sometimes the noise the masses make is really just some sort of gastrointestinal disturbance uh, or perhaps too much soda consumed earlier in the day. Anyway, um, not to get derailed, they're sidetracked. So the this Laurel Canyon show, um, it kind of starts talking about um, the band Love. And Love was like one of the first L.A. bands. Um, And they sort of infamously couldn't stand their record label and they wanted more creative freedom. And what what was in the story that I didn't know, I mean, I knew some of their story and their saga and I knew their their music. But what I didn't know was that their gambit to get out of their record deal was to find another band to take their place. The band they found was the doors and that blew my mind. I had no idea that that happened. I did not know that the whole reason why the doors got signed was because the guys in love wanted out of their record deal. That just, that, that rocked my world on like a hundred different levels. And anyway, one of the other things I didn't really realize was all the guys in the monkeys, they hung out and they, they like, lived in that little canyon scene and i knew i knew peter tork was good friends with stephen stills what i didn't realize was that stephen stills auditioned to be in the monkeys um and apparently basically every musician in los angeles auditioned to be in the monkeys stephen stills almost made the cut but 
like modern day folk like would see Stephen Sills and they would never realize this, but he like in, as a young man had this like crazy snaggletooth grin, like teeth out of place thing, and he basically didn't get cast as a monkey, and then went on to, you know, fame with. Crosby, Tolls, and Nash, Buffalo, Springfield, all, all the stuff he's done in his career, um, which likely wouldn't have happened if he was a monkey, interestingly enough, uh, because he had these bad teeth. But his roommate was Peter Tork, and he sent Peter down to audition, and, and Peter made it because, you know, easily the most interesting member of the monkeys. But I started as as I was watching this documentary and I'm listening to all this music, it dawned on me, wait a minute, there's some like later monkeys stuff where they started to have an influence on what their song sounded like and uh, because they were starting to feel like we need to be a band where there's a ton of similarity with that music coming out of that Laurel Canyon scene. So that just yeah, that kind of blew my mind, man. Blew my mind. Anyway, anyway. I'm gonna play some more music that uh, that I was hipped to. Um, this is a band like I avoided like the plague because <laughs> I hated their name. That's funny, huh? I hated their name until a few years ago when I started to to listen. Um, so the leader of this band, Lloyd George, is also infamous was infamously just a bastard and impossible to deal with, impossible to work with. So that those kind of figures in music always fascinate me. So I started getting interested, and then I listened to music, and I went, wow. Okay, here's a case in point of me ignoring a band simply because they had a dumb name. Um, so here's that dumb named band. This is Little Feet. <laughs>
There's a great bit in that documentary. There's this. Uh, some of the folks who get interviewed are photographers who um, hung around the scene and, and sort of documented what was going on. And there's uh, there's one story that's related about Eric Clapton when he was in Cream coming and hanging out in Laurel Canyon 
and he's hanging out and smoking pot with David Crosby because basically here's 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 a shortcut for you um if you want to know why David Crosby is so popular amongst his peers he had all the weed like all the weed I I just envision this this guy just had barrels of this stuff in his house in Laurel Canyon and and he was generous with it so basically yeah um so anyway there's like a like backyard party uh in Laurel Canyon Eric Clapton's there he's visiting and uh Joni Mitchell is a new new transplant from the east coast um from New York to this the scene and she's kind of inserted herself there and there's this great photo of Eric Clapton just staring at her while she's playing the guitar because Joni Mitchell is one of the great wizards of alternate tunings on guitars like just it, it it's it's unholy how many different tunings that she's mastered to be able to compose and perform and and play with and Eric Clapton you know traditional you know standard tuning dude probably knew open e because of his of the blues but wasn't um wasn't all that clued in and so there's this great photo of this like eric clapton with an afro (laughs) which is hilarious all by itself like sitting on the grass just staring at joni mitchell and the photographer who took the picture is talking about how he couldn't stop quizzing her about what she was doing because he'd never seen anybody do what she was doing with a guitar with that guitar and and sing with it so uh, uh you know that's that's in the era in which there's like graffiti all over london saying clapton is god right and he was got his mind blown by uh joni mitchell i think that's kind of perfect and wonderful um before that the birds with um you don't miss your water. So one of the things they the, the birds get covered in this this documentary a lot, but one of one of the best parts is when um, they come back and and they go through the whole um, Ram Parsons transformation and they they do a country album, Sweetheart of the Rodeo, and and just how surprised everybody is at how great that is um and and what a linchpin that is for american popular music because if you think about it that's the pivot point on which you get southern rock and the eagles and all of that stuff that permeates from from 1970 on through the end of the 70s um as as almost being a dominant form of music in american rock music so it's pretty badass uh crosby stills and nash long time gone you know, I gotta play, gotta play the CSN. You know, the harmonies, man, the harmonies. Um, and then Little Feet started off with "Easy to Slip." Um, yeah, there you go. I'm not gonna do any more of that stuff. I've got, you know, I was thinking about I was gonna play Jackson Brown at you and Linda Ronstadt. I'm, I'm gonna spare you that. That'll happen later, some other time. We'll get to that. Um, one of the other things that that that's, that like watching this whole thing though made me think about was um how 
a lot of the music that became a big part of my life is just um is is really a reaction to all of this you know um on some level punk rock and new wave uh and so-called alternative music was was all like a reaction to what was going on in southern california what came out of that scene in laurel canyon and and also you know like british prog rock stuff you know 30 minute songs and that kind of thing but but also a big big part of it is is really just you know oh this is too folky we need to get back to the the rocking thing and uh and and it's also about a generational separation a little bit not a big one because like jackson brown was basically a kid when he shows up in the royal canyon in 1969 um he's he's not you know old veteran rock and roll guy at all he's just he's a barely out of his teen years and he's like lighting the world on fire as a songwriter so a lot of these folks in new york and london and ohio that like really started the punk rock thing it it was about um you know i i don't fit in there i gotta do something different and you know when you feel like you don't fit in you feel like you're not a part of anything you're a blank
Someone needs to educate me. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot that bit. Someone needs to educate me. How do, how do we say the name of this band? Because I, I always said Perry Ubu, but I look at it and, and from a like guy who spent six years studying French, I, I just know that's wrong. <laughs> but I don't dare go against the grain. That's my problem. Non-alignment pact. On the public record with Joe Public. Before that, Buzzcocks did fiction romance. Ramones, today your love, tomorrow the world. And Richard Hell and the Voidoids with Blank Generation. So that's the, a nice little hippie cleansing moment here. You know, it's kind of what I was going for. It's a hippie cleansing. You know, so we go through the you know the last half hour of of this show. You know, not being hippie tainted. Ugh, I just thought of a hippie taint. Oof. I'm sure that was pleasant to hear. Um. Anyway, uh, yeah. It's a public record. You know this is a good microphone because you can hear me scratch my beard, which I do, like, involuntarily, and I realize I'm doing it only because I can hear it in my headphones. Ugh. 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 Faculty director of the radio station I worked at in college would be so ashamed of me right now. Well, for that and many other transgressions, I'm sure. Anyway, let's go play some more of that uh, hippie cleansing music. This is Misfits. Oh. 
it's a little too hot today I'm afraid my children Gonna have to watch the world
I have a big, big soft spot for Jeff Ott and his uh, simplistic didactics. <laughs> I really do. Um, plus that loping thing that 15 does. That was 15, by the way, with petroleum distillation. Yep, and that song is exactly I'm 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 looping things back in from where I started here, folks. I started with the overtly political, and then it's kind of looped back in. Uh, interestingly enough, so before fifteen, I played Fugazi with Blueprint and Talking Heads. Memories can't wait. Misfits Bullet started us all off on that set. There we go. Yeah, I'm kind of in a I'm kind of in a bit of a groove here. Groove. It's important to get that low bass note, that resonant bass note. Groove. You say groove. <laughs> Fun with your condenser microphones, folks. That's what this is called. Maybe I should just do a whole show where I talk about weird, obscure uh, audio production stuff. Think that would think that would sell with that track? I don't know. Don't know. I'm Joe Public. You're listening to the Public Record. I've I've been your host, um, as is my want to do. I will not be coming back on the mic, so I'm just gonna play you out some music um, as we get to the end of this lovely two hours of uh, whatever it is that I'm doing. And I'm here pretty much most of the time Tuesdays from seven to nine Pacific time, um, which I realize is like ten to cockadoodle dark o'clock if you're on the east coast so if you're on the east coast and you're tuned in i very much appreciate it um yeah so there's that it's funny it's like okay so i have listeners on the west coast they complain because my show happens when they're having dinner and i don't get that at all because i will get flogged if i have dinner on the table at seven o'clock around this house i'll get flogged seriously and and not in a way that i want that was more information than you wanted. But anyway, I also have East Coast listeners who are like, oh, it's so late. I was like, come on, really? It's not like you're going to get up and have to commute, right? COVID, right, 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 right? You feel me? Okay, I've been Joe Public. This is the public record. Um, if the fates are with us, I will see you next week. Um and I'll go out with some more music for you. And that's that's what I intend to do. Because um, it's all about, you know, this. <laughs>
sex and drugs and rock and roll. Sex and drugs and rock and roll is very good indeed. Every bit of clothing ought to make you pretty. You can cut the clothing, grey is such a pity. I should wear the clothing of Mr. Walter Mitty. See my tailor, he's called Simon. I know it's going to fit. Advice, you're quite welcome, it is free Don't do nothing that is cutplash You know what that'll make you be They will try their tricky device Trap you with the ordinary Get your teeth into a small slice The cake of liberty Drugs and rock and roll. Sex and 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 drugs and rock and roll.